2022 was a crazy year for movies, film, and shows in general. It feels like there was something great coming out, followed by a massive bomb. So kick back and relax as we go through our list of our biggest wins, our biggest L's, and just some weird Meh. disappointments in between. Yeah. Welcome to Shell Summer. And I am your co-host, Blackjack Bauer. I feel like this year has gone on so long with media in particular. It feels like video game stuff has just kind of taken like a side seat this year. Well, uh, something I did want, like I, I thought about on the way over here to recording and I, I wanted to point out too is 2022 in a way for for movies, for cinema, for the theater. This theater. is the first real full year back we're back uh you know 2021 theaters were open some for the most in the u.s for the most part of the year but it hit or miss there and movies really? were getting pushed around the only thing that really was of note was spider-man i mean and that was in a way very much too spider-man was the proof of concept of like all right theaters like yeah this that we can do this uh, so 2022 was the first full year back of after the c-bomb hit <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you, you know you're talking about the video games i think video game obviously all me everything got affected by it but right. media specifically has been heavily affected by uh, how they can produce their product yeah uh, and when it comes to video game studios a lot of them still today are doing work from home so they're not in you know one studio space and affects a lot of things i think that has pushed a lot of timetables for video games back yeah, it feels like a lot of them are like, hey, now we can actually try again. So, And I do think it's a well, mostly good thing. I mean, the companies are still terrible. But it's given us it's given games more space, right. I think. So it's not just crowded and good games don't get swallowed up by other good games. Uh, and with movies, I think we kind of had a similar thing. This year, though, you did get an influx because I still think you had a little leftover of COVID stuff that yeah, has been held a, back. There's a few movies, especially. And then new things that, you know, have gotten made since then and whatever. But it's, you know, this is our first full year back. And so I think this is an interesting year in review. And I think that speaks to why you're saying too, is that it's felt like a long year. Cause I, I, as we put together these lists, I think we both encountered a lot of what was that? Was that this year? Yeah. One of the, one of the things that's actually in my top shows I won't spoil it, but I was like, actually like flabbergasted that they came out this year because I thought for sure it was last year. And I, I had at least two things I had to double check like that did come out in 2022, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't the end of 2021. Right. Um, one that would have made my worst list was Eternals. I totally thought it came out this year, but no, it was November of last year. I didn't have any doubt on this one, but a movie that would have for sure been on my worst, it would have straddled the worst and disappointed because it hurt me so bad would have been Matrix Resurrections. So. Oh, yeah. I think that was like kind of mid-2021. No, it was uh, December. It was December. Oh, was it December? November. I'm sorry, November of 2021. Oh, yeah. I guess it was about the same time as Eternals. So, you know, really, 2021 really shut the bed right there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even though I don't think this movie is on either of our lists, I, I don't know if you've even seen it. January, which is normally a, a dumping ground of shit. Right. Yes. Scream 5 somehow succeeded. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but um, when I was going through my list of making sure I could still see things that popped up. It was popping up everywhere as like a number one movie for people. I was like, well, damn. No, it did so well. Scream 6 is already done. Yeah. Like there's a trailer that we'll talk about it in another episode, but a trailer just dropped. I think it comes out in fucking March. Yeah. I don't say this, that Scream 5 was not good. But it's not any of my lists, so. And we should stress, th these are our opinions. And yeah. everyone's opinion should be different. And and this is, again, this is the reason why, hey, we want you to write it. We want you to comment on, on the YouTubes if that's where you're watching this. <laughs> what were... Your biggest wins, your biggest losses, your biggest... Oh, okay, that, that's all this is. And also, if you disagree with us, let us know. Let's have, yeah. a, let's have a conversation. Let's have a debate For in, God's in the sakes. comments. Or the Make email. your own opinion, opinions, please. Well, enough foreplay. Let's get into the action. We're, we're, we're doing top fives of, of these lists. And we have worst, we have disappointed, and our best are our favorites. Yes. And you'll have some honorable mentions. Yeah, in between. But uh, I think we want to start off with if we had any TV shows 
Yeah, which because I, people have been asking us if we're going to talk about TV shows, and like, yeah, this isn't just a yeah movie based podcast. It's just there's a, a lot of movie stuff. That there's not one show in particular that I've been asked a lot about. I don't. It's it's really hard to do a full review on a TV show because each episode is a movie. So doing something quick like this, I think, is worth it. And it can be. I'm sure coming up in the next year, if there's a couple series that maybe spark our fancy. And you know what? I, I want to say too. Oh, I thought it would be hard, and my my lists were shorter for worse and disappointed. Because as I've gotten older, I'm able to just see the previews of things right. and go, that looks bad and I don't want to see it. So, BJB, are you judging a book by its cover? Sometimes, which as we've discussed, <laughs> you shouldn't do. But there's other times where I know that I'm I'm very I'm absolutely that. right. Yep. And have been proven right by other reviews when they do come out. It's like, oh, see, I knew it was garbage. I'm super guilty of that. <laughs> but so uh, we'll start with, with our worst. And uh, did you have a worst... A couple worst TV shows you want to... I've watched a lot of shows. I actually only have four shows for worst because the fifth one is a question mark for me. So I'll just start off with that one. Number five would be She-Hulk. I don't think you're in that group of anti-woke... No, no, no. I, ...who are set to hate this from the get-go. Uh, but it... You know, you know what? Fine. I'll get, I'll get into it. So she, she Hulk was uh, I egged him on into it. Yeah, you got me. You got me into it. I lawyered him. <laughs> well, like Jin would do. That's okay. So She Hulk comedy. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I don't like Deadpool. I don't like fourth wall breaking. It actually kind of bothers me because I don't like a meta sense of something that's established. It just really bugs me. I can't, I don't know how to explain it. Um, so going into it, I was already like, I might hate this. The first episode won me over. I actually really enjoyed it. The fourth wall breaking, I thought was fine. And I was like, you know what? That actually is pretty tasteful. Getting to the second episode. I'm like, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking going on in this one. This is a little rough. Third episode. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this show. I think it was the fourth episode won me back. And I was like, okay. Then you get Daredevil coming in which is I really like Daredevil. All that stuff, all the Daredevil stuff, I was like, cool, I like this. And then the show really got me. I think it might have been like the second to last episode where I was like, there's so much fourth wall breaking going on that I cannot stand it. And then it paid off with the the final episode. Which is entirely a fourth wall break. Which is what made me actually be like, wait, did I like this show? So it took you, it took this, this aspect, this thing you hate, for the fourth wall break. Yes. And it did it so hard that it tipped you over to like, I guess I like this now. Like it made you like it by just like, we were going to force this. Yeah. It was enough to be the point of like, you know, I don't like Deadpool that I was disappointed that he didn't make an appearance because is, I was like, he, you should have. It is interesting to me that since he, we know he's part of the MCU now or whatever, like that there wasn't even, if he wasn't there, that there wasn't some joke. Right. Or something about him. But I think to be fair, it, it was to give She-Hulk I, the spotlight. I still think, though, that at the that final episode, but the fact there should you, have been a... You threw Daredevil in there, like... There should have been a Cusco-style screen pause, red circle, go in, start scribbling, and just like, hey, this is even, my thing. You know, they could even do... That's like my a, Ryan Reynolds voice. If they, didn't even, if they didn't want to pay Ryan Reynolds, even though I bet he would have done it for free. He owns Mint Mobile. Uh, <laughs> you could have done, like, a fun community gag of, in oh, the yeah. background, like the Beetlejuice even, thing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Beetlejuice thing. Where you don't even, like you have to be an astute viewer to be like, is that Deadpool just run to the background? Back I I did rewatch the final scene of that episode, the final episode, just to see if possibly they did Photoshop him in there or something. I mean, to be fair, it is Disney Plus show, so they could go back. They and might edit it whenever. Man. Yeah, like once he makes his appearance, he get, once his third movie's out. Well, they made so many references to Wolverine throughout the show that I was like, I know you're not going to reveal Wolverine, but it still had no payoff, which is like that's still a funny joke. Because you know what people are like, this is what I want to hey, maybe see. We don't know. Maybe the writers wanted to do it. And Disney and our Feige was it's, like, it's no, like, leave it alone. Like, yeah. We don't know how we're doing Deadpool yet, so just don't. Yeah. I think the thing that actually made me start to hate the show specifically was this one character that was a girl that was hanging out with Wong. You know, it's weird. I can't remember her name, but I don't know who you're talking about. The drunk girl. Yes. We'll just call her Tiffany. It's not her name, I know. But uh, might as well be. Strangely, I think a lot of people. That was like their favorite part of the show. I think it's just because I know people actually like that. 
That's and, not the that's not the show's fault. And I work I work I worked with people when I went to college that were exactly like that. That I'm like, oh, this is too it, this is hitting a little bit too close to home for me. I thought this was a comedy. Well, yeah, you know what? That's that's all I want to say about She Hulk. I do think it's worth watching though. So uh, I don't have five yeah, it shows. It literally just gets a default because that's what I have. Uh, that are the worst. I just have six total titles that are the worst. But to even it up, I'll add these two together for my number five. And it is a show. It's my only show that's on my worst list. And that is Halo and Resident Evil. Yeah, I didn't watch those. I didn't watch them to completion. Uh, because again, now I, I've, I've watched other stuff to where I know where they go and I know how they end. Right. I will give any show if I'm trying to enjoy it, four episodes, you have four episodes to find your footing and or hook me. I think that's fair. That's a very good rule, especially if it's a longer show. Now, if it's a short one, like these Disney plus ones, two is good. Yeah. To be fair, these <laughs> possible miniseries, what they could be called from Disney plus, like one to two, if they haven't established or hooked you, then don't push it. Right. But here's the thing with Halo. I'm not even a Halo fan. I understand some of the lore of it. Never played a Halo game. I have no intention of ever doing it. I, I've never played Halo either. So I even approached the show as like, I just want a good, cool sci-fi show. So I don't even care of the lore that you're changing. Right. <laughs> Although it did, I, it also did bother me of like, you're going to have Master Chief take his helmet off yeah, like I knew that right away. A, I knew that was a big meme. Well, I'd be fine with them taking the helmet off, even though we've had stuff like Carl Urban's Dread, which has shown like, you can have your character and or the Mandalorian. Yeah, fucking fuck Mandalorian. <laughs> to prove like, you can leave that helmet on and still get a character out of Everyone it. Everyone knows it's Oscar Isaacs. <laughs> but that's a joke. That's a good joke, Nemo, because it's not Oscar Isaacs. I mix him and Pedro Pascal up so much. No, no, it's a joke. It was a joke, you That know. was not a good joke. <laughs> um, Fuck. <laughs> it turned out to just also be a bad sci-fi show. Yeah. And and just horribly written and like doubling back on things and and focusing on Stuff that's not even Master Chief and or Halo, which is like, then why are you making this? <laughs> uh, and the other one to tie you that I'm grouping together, Resident Evil, same thing, but Resident Evil would get a notch above Halo because one is a franchise. Every time it gets adapted, they do make a drastic change to it, which I, I actually think maybe you should do because, hey, if you want to yeah. just see the story of the games, then just go play the games. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea that uh, I don't, I don't look up anyone's name, but the showrunner <laughs> who created the show, I think the idea and even the idea of adapting it the way it is like not bad, right? Not a bad way into that world, but probably would have benefited you from not calling it resident evil and letting it be a surprise as the show went on where people would be like, is this, did they just say umbrella? Is this, this is resident evil. That would have been more fun, and you would have had less heat coming on you right off the bat, especially Literally. knowing that you're taking a very weird approach to this franchise. And, and again, they did they had some poor writing and some bad other stuff going on, but like, I'm actually a little bit bummed that Netflix canceled it because really, because I would like to see one where they were going to go anyway with season two, but also if they would make adjustments, like, okay, we heard what you said. We're gonna kind of we're gonna try to change now, things up. Whether they would have done that or not, who knows? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the pilot episode literally mention Zootopia porn? Yes. Why the fuck would you ever put that in a show? I think because they're trying to write because those are teenagers talking. So I think they're trying to like write for teenagers. Oh yeah, yeah, classic. Green. So again, like I'm not defending. Like there's a lot of bad stuff in it, but it had potential. The the idea yeah. that they had had potential to open up a new world of Resident Evil and slowly... I mean, I think they kind of won their fan base back with the animated thing they did for on Netflix. They're like, well, shit. I watched that. It was okay. I mean, it, as far... All the Resident when Evil... So, when you're so used okay. to the uh, the Wes Anderson one, or Paul Wes Anderson. <laughs> I would love to see a Wes Anderson take <laughs> on Resident Evil. That's where... That's Capcom, that's where you should go next. Bill Murray's going to get destroyed. I want every adaptation of Resident Evil to never, <laughs> ever just be the video. Although we did get a straight video game adaptation and it also turned out to be bad. Yeah. 
which would have been on this list, but turned out it came out last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, okay. But so again, this show had was a novel idea for Resident Evil, maybe just executed poorly. Yep. And Netflix should have more balls to <laughs> stick with it and be like, all right, well, let's improve it. Let's we spent the money to get this name and this license. It's it's let's actually, work with that's it. it's sad. I, I have no connection to Resident Evil, so I don't give two dams. But I it's sad to see something so major that I know so many people who love. That it has so many attempts at adaptation yeah. and not. It's that's actually so like heartbreaking. My like it it really is. It's a shame that the Paul Anderson movie franchise will remain like, yeah. well, it's the best adaptation of Resident Evil. Oh my god. So that was my your number four worst. Or my number or five. You, sorry, your number five worst. You and had, my yeah, only yeah. show of the worst. So next, I guess we go to disappointments. Well, I didn't have any show disappointments, so I just have more worse. Okay, well, I have one show disappointment. Okay. Uh, well, okay, my number four is Obi-Wan Kenobi. For your worst? Yes. Fair enough. Made me fall asleep multiple times. I actually, there was one part that I genuinely could not stay awake. And then I just kind of didn't like the ending, which I, I don't like Star Wars that much, but this is the ones like, this is the, this is the Star Wars that does resonate with me. The prequels were my Star Wars. It was actually kind of nice. Seeing That's like some, a whole conversation we could have. It absolutely is. The only thing for me is like the entire time everyone's like, I want to see the Liam Neeson ghost. That's all we want to see. We just want to see Liam Neeson ghost. You know, for me, in, and it was like two seconds. And it was like, cool. But Star Wars, I don't have a Star Wars. I was born in between yes. the original and the prequels. Yours and are, I guess yours are the comics and the books. And the prequels didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Star Wars, but I'm not a big fan. So, again, like, I like Mandalorian. And one reason I like Mandalorian was, at least with season one for sure, it didn't have to be Star you Wars. You could remove any Star Wars reference and, like, this just works. Could be Samus and a baby Metroid. It would still work. And also, look, the Boba Fett Mandalorian armor has always looked badass. That's why everyone likes Boba Fett. Because yeah. he didn't do anything in the movies. You like him because, like, that's cool looking armor. Looks cool. Um, Obi-Wan, to me, personified the, the new streaming world that we live in in regards of it strikes me as that was a movie script you had. I, yeah. And I you forced somebody that. to stretch that out into six episodes. Because I think if you. If you wanted to, if you sat down and edited the, because I think it's six episodes. It is. And edited into a two hour, or fuck it, two and a half hour thing. It'd probably be an yeah. exciting movie. Like, it, this it, is great. It had no reason to be that long. And interestingly enough, like, I could have cared less about Qui-Gon Jinn. Once they did show him, I was like, that's cool that you brought back Liam Neeson. I'm like, now everything is really like, it's all back. So for Mace Windu, who I'm sure you will eventually show yeah. again, because Samuel Jackson's still alive. He also looks great. So, <laughs> uh. But what I wanted was what I've always, what I've wanted from the new Star Wars is like, can you just show me Darth Vader being a badass? That's yeah. Show me why he was so feared. And Rogue One, best part of Rogue One is the 25 seconds of like, look at that. Yeah. That's terrifying. And this is cool. How do you continue to make Darth Vader seem like such a pushover? So even if they gave me more Darth Vader in this, it would also be an issue of like, well, why aren't either one of them killing the other? I mean, I know why, because they have to survive to the fucking movie. But like one of the two of you should kill the other also because I, I didn't watch the cartoons but i've seen the scene where ahsoka cuts uh vader's mask and realizes it's anakin oh yeah and i think that's i really do think that's a very cool story to tell of everyone thinks that anakin is dead they don't know who darth vader is they don't know what we know and so to right. see the people close to him realize holy shit that's anakin but also realize no it's not like and this show did give us that actual line where Anakin or Vader just tells him, like, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Right. And for Obi-Wan to realize his friend is gone. Like, that's not him. But to like see that, like, that should have been the whole crux of the show, honestly. It should have been. And those two's relationships. Like, you you should have, just, like, shouldn't have thrown Leia in there at all. Yeah, I, that's another thing, too, is I don't understand. I think that was a Grogu effect, too. Like, well, everyone fucking loves Grogu. Yeah, so baby Leia. Throw a baby Leia in there and have her get kidnapped three times. Yeah, that was... That, that's where I kind of checked out. I was like, this is boring. But, but if it was just whatever, Obi-Wan struggling with Qui-Gon not speaking to him and his Jedi stuff, 
and what he did to Anakin and Vader finding Obi-Wan and Whatever. going after him. Watching those two deal with that, I guess almost on a psychological level, right. that would have been interesting. Instead of six boring-ass episodes and <laughs> two kind of cool fights when the two of them do interact. and um, But then also terrible dialogue. But also, you know what? Thank you for giving Hayden Christensen the chance to be like, I'm not a terrible actor, everybody. It's not my fault. Yeah, it's not my fault, guys, I swear. Because I, I will say, I didn't know that it was him in the Vader suit the whole time. I just yeah, thought... I, I did know that, actually. And so to find I was like, no, we even put him in the Vader suit. He's like, you didn't even have to do that. You didn't. That's super cool. Should we have James Earl Jones in the suit? <laughs> well, that's where we also now have learned that even when that man dies, thanks to AI, they will never, ever have to change his voice. Great. But yeah, so... I, I agree with you. I, I can see that. But now this was because I, I know we've mentioned Andor. Or, I'm not on air, but to you in your immediate gut reaction before I finished my sentence was nope. Yep. No, absolutely not. So was Obi-Wan the show that just like broke Star Wars for you? Like, I just I won't. I mean, Star Wars died for me a long time ago. But now just having the name Star Wars on like if Andor's name was changed to something else and you didn't know a Star Wars, you're like, oh, this might be a cool show. But because Star Wars is on there and you're just like, no, okay. nah. Which, to be fair, I don't know what the hell Andor is. <laughs> it's not Pedro Pascal. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I meant the planet. I don't even know what that is. It's not a planet. It's a guy. It's, wait, wait, it's the what? guy from it's the guy from Rogue One. You're you're fucking with me. No, that's the show is about the guy from Rogue One before Rogue One. Happens. This entire time, I thought it was a planet. No. Well, I mean, okay. Well, I give even less of a shit now. Strangely, I did too about that character, but somehow I I'm, a, I am not joking. I thought Andor. With indoor, was, you're thinking of indoor is what you're thinking of, and which I, is the planet where the Ewoks live. Okay, and I didn't even think it was that. I thought it was a planet where Palpatine made the city or, or took over or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a big enough Star Wars fan to know. Route 66. <laughs> so your number four worst. Obert this is your worst Obert. overall or just worst show? Worst show. Okay. My only disappointing show is Moon Knight. And for one specific reason. Not enough Moon Knight. Who the fuck is Moon Knight? Yep. Look, I like I, I love Oscar Isaacs. I think it was great casting. I love that they did actually delve into the broken psyche, psychosis, multiple personality right. thing. But the other part that's interesting about that is the superhero part of Moon Knight. And also the comics that I've read of him. He's almost like the violent Ben Affleck version of Batman. Yeah. Where like even some superheroes like, we'd rather you not get involved in this because one, you're crazy. Two, you might kill somebody. Right. And one of my favorite comic stories of him is even him wondering, like, am I Moon Knight? Like, is this even real? Like, is this God really even talking to me or am I just insane? Right. That would have been, again, for me, a better story. And not just the removal of Moon Knight, but that literally it seems like they just removed every action scene. It was like, we're just going to have him black out and you're not going to see any of it. It's cool to do that once. It's the Godzilla effect. But that the, even the finale episode's ending fight is like, uh-oh, he's surrounded, blackout, and they're all dead. Do, do you want to even just show me security camera footage of how he did it? So Moon Knight made it to my list of runner-ups for best shows. It wasn't good enough to make it into best shows because of the final episode. I really liked everything up to the final episode. I know nothing about Moon Knight. The only thing I knew about him was the memes. It's like random bullshit. Go um, the oh fuck Dracula's here. He wants my money. I didn't realize those were jokes. I thought that was actually the character. Um, so for me watching it, I was like, hey, this is actually kind of a neat psychological kind of deal. And I will and also give a guy gets shot in the fucking head in the first episode. And I was like, well, okay. Marvel. That's the interesting, episode. though, since you knew nothing. Like, you're literally just watching this. Okay, tell me about a new yeah, superhero and, uh, I know nothing about. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's killing it as this villain. Literally and, killing it. And I, I loved all of that. Um, and then the final episode is like... Um, kaiju battle. Kaiju battle. I was like, that is the last thing I wanted from this. Also, Khonshu, he seems like a little bitch. He wouldn't hey, be fighting. To be fair, at least it wasn't giant sky beam. That's a good point. And I will say, I did not expect a giant kaiju battle. Between the two gods. No. So expectations averted. But what I did want was Moon Knight kicking some ass. Literally. And the weird thing is like, 
you brought the suit. Yeah, all the suits of Moon Knight to life, which literally in the comics is literally just like white. It's like it's not even yeah. shown to be bandaged, just like white. And they even showed, I know you mean you don't know Moon Knight, they showed other versions of him with like the suit, like the actual white tux suit. Yeah, and that was, that was actually a pretty common one. Which is Mr. Knight. It's another personality that comes up. So again, cool stuff. I hope that they I do. I think technically the show only showed three personalities. I just mean of the Moon Knight stuff. And then yeah, you have the personalities. The, he has three main human personalities. Right. But even that, they like they held that reveal of the third one until the very, very end. Which is like, look, if you know Moon Knight, you already it, know. Like, it was kind of implied throughout. And I, guess I know there's like a third the one. It's like they have to. And then, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. If you don't know Moon Knight, like they made it clear, like, there's another one. Right. We're not going to talk about him, but like, there's another one. And also the CGI just was not very stellar. Conchu especially. It was, I think they the, blew the all the CGI budget on the Moon Knight suit transformation. Because yeah, I think it, that did look it good. It looked good, yeah. It, maybe it's also it's like, that's why he's not in it very much. Like, it was expensive. But yeah, I totally understand your, that being your disappointment, especially for it being such a niche superhero. And it's been one, if you go back to my old podcast. Yeah, I listened to that Watch Talk Repeat. Maybe even in the single digit episode. I think it was in the first five for sure. I mentioned, man, it'd be cool if they do Moon Knight. They'll never do it, but it'd be cool if they did. Yeah. And they did. And I was like, and, and I came, it wasn't bad. It'd be better to me if like, oh, they just made a terrible thing. But I was like, yeah, well, I mean, you made something good, but like not good Moon Knight. It's a, I mean, it, this didn't make any of my list, but same deal with Black Adam. It's just like, you had one shot. This is what you did. 13 year shot. Yeah. <laughs> How many TV shows you got in the best? You got five? I, I got five. All right. So um, I could do a rapid fire my worst since you don't have a lot. I have no more. I have, I have no more worst or disappointing TV shows. Okay. So it's much easier for me to gauge a TV show of like, I won't like this and I'm not going to invest time in it. The, uh, these two are kind of about equal. Um, one of them is called Fairview. It is. The, this isn't your worst. Yes. This is absolutely one of the worst animated shows to ever be shown on television. This is like a comedy. It's a cart. Uh, sorry, um, Comedy Central political cartoon where it was all Wait, made from this, work from home. Is this where the people look like weebles? Like they, they don't like have weebles. legs? I've seen this on a Watch Mojo list. Right. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was Comedy Central. I thought that was like a streaming no, thing. No, it was Comedy Central. But like they played 10 seconds of a clip and I was like, this is. Yeah. I, I, not it's one, of, it's one of those things that I, I heard was so bad. It's like, I, I got to watch the first episode. I like animation, so I like to look at bullshit. And I was like, oh, this is awful. The next one is Euphoria Season 2. So I will say right now, never watching Euphoria. Saw the first trailer and was like, I feel like this is a beautiful looking show, but just about teenagers having sex and doing drugs. And I'm at this point too old to give a shit. Um, I was harassed to watch this show by some people that I know. That seems like an episode of Euphoria. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it. (laughs) um, Some of the stuff that happens in this show is just like, it gets to the level of being like Riverdale insane. Where it's like they, it's like they wanted to make Breaking Bad for teenagers. I also, again, not seeing it. Some of it almost felt like overly salacious of like, we're going to do some really dirty sex stuff with teenagers. I was just like, oh God. It also had probably the worst use of, um, my body is a cage by Arcade Fire. Oh man, that's like it's one of my the, favorite Arcade Fire songs. And uh, it, actually, I even like the cover that fucking Peter, Peter Gabriel, Gabriel did. That's my favorite version. And the sh- a show that I will defend, Show House, used that oh, cover beautifully. Did like I've rewatched that scene in House. I'm like, hey, this is a fucking this is an excellent use of this song. H- House does a great job with a lot of those songs, but that definitely for sure. But yeah, it it used it in such a way that's like this is awful. Like, don't use this song. And also, let's be honest, those high school kids would not listen to Arcade Fire. No, they wouldn't. But yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on. I was just like, it even wasn't like, oh, I don't get it. It was more so like, I don't believe that you're in high school. <laughs> That's the other thing that Country Man 2 is like, I feel like you want to do an adult drama and you want the hook is you're going to set it in high school. And again, 20 years ago, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, this is like dirty or whatever. But now I'm just like, look, I can see this shit wherever it's and i think it also loses the believability because you look at stuff like american pie and stuff it's like oh this is ridiculous but it could happen but where this one is like yeah i mean we've all almost fucked a pie absolutely get a piece (laughs) oh it's like uh the final two episodes is a play that's going on that's like making fun of some of the other students lives 
And one of it is like they're pretending like the big jock is like gay and they're like butt fucking each other. And it's like, how would the school let this? No, no one would allow this to happen. Like that's the big thing. Is like you know how fast someone had said "damn" at my high school and they cut those fucking cords. Was like, this season two or three? Two, two. You know, high schoolers they do get into pretty rough shit. Yeah, but, I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, like I felt like I was in my own, like a, a different world than adults were in. But this is like one of those effects that's like almost feels like a sitcom where it's just like you've been in school too long. Like, like it doesn't even feel like it's possible for all this to happen in one year, let alone four. Maybe even in concept, Euphoria worked as a one season show. Like it didn't think so. Need to go on as uh, a series. When I watched season one, I will say season one was much better. But that's not saying much. All right. And then my final one is Lord of the Rings. I watched four. say the full title. No, I watched four episodes, got halfway through the fourth one, stopped watching it, never picked back up. And now you are a Lord of the Rings fan. Yes, I really enjoy it. And this one was just like, so were you able to, I'm not, I'm were not you able to try to overlook the, what they changed. I, that's not, that's not my problem with it. My problem is that it's boring. I believe your words to me when that show premiered and I, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan at all. And so also one don't care. I'm not a big fantasy person, so like I'm also not going to invest in this. Like The Witcher got lucky. Yeah. All right, cool. Dig this. You text me and you're just like, show is beautiful yep. and boring. Literally. The, the biggest thing, because like, it's been bitched about online forever, and it's going to continue to be. The biggest thing for me is like you have these beautiful landscapes, these crazy shots, but it just feels so soulless and empty. Where in The Two Towers, it has a scene of where they're riding up to Rohan on their horses. It's literally an empty field with like three buildings. And it has this amazing score that it makes it feel full of life and full of magic. And how do you get one simple camera to convey so much more emotion than this giant bounding mountainous shot? Do you remember, because I think this was last year, I hope so. I didn't watch it, but the movie Red Notice on Netflix with I never watched uh, it. Gal Gadot and The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. No. Other than the star power, the other thing they really promoted was how expensive that movie was. Like that was kind of Netflix's things. Like, look how much money we spent on this movie that's going to just be here. And we've got these three big stars. Interesting. I feel like Rings of Power did that beyond too. Amazon. Just like, hey, we got we got the license to Lord of the Rings. The news became every episode is a hundred mil. What was it? Fifty million. It was million dollars. Insane. Like the, the most expensive per episode show that's ever been made, and that was their hook. I mean, to a degree, you're kind of like, well, great. You're not short. Like they have all the money in the world to do whatever they need to do. But that does, I think that leads to soul sense too, because it's, you get it, a good creative team. And exactly. Go, you only have this much money to figure out how to do this. There's a balance. Sometimes yeah. that is where you have bad effects. Like in one of my top movies, it's a, well, look, this is all the money I had. So I had to make decisions, but you also end up getting clever use of this is what we had. So this is what we decided we could do with it. I don't want to say that gives you soul, but if you have someone who's passionate, like they're going to figure out how to best show this. Right. If they just have all the money in the world, they're just like, fuck it. I don't know. Paint a goddamn glowing tree. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then have them ride a horse and you uh, copy any Hans Zimmer score and we're good to go. And that's, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Lord of the Rings. So does that clear your bottom of TV shows? That's it. All right. So now to the best of the TV shows. This one. Pretty rapid fire because most of these I say just go watch. I and we know you're here for the movies. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll go first on this one too. Yeah, you're the host. I'm just the co-host. Um, so I actually it was actually kind of hard to rank it for this one, but I'll say that five for me was the most specifically the last two episodes of the new Stranger Things. So before you dive into it, I was just going to say Stranger Things is my number two okay. best show. Um, and I, I, with that was, I wasn't excited for the show coming back. Me either. Somewhat because it had been so long. And uh, yeah. Uh, and even though I liked season three, I was kind of just like, eh. And, and then when I found out they were splitting the last two episodes away from the rest of the show, I was like, why? Now that I didn't know. And if you don't know, like Nemo knows. Right. But I didn't watch when they first came back as one. Again, I didn't care. So you got to watch And then when I finally back. did watch them i ended up ending the week before the final two episodes came so like i didn't have this it was, it was like five week wait which is weird and we learned that was so like we had to finish the effects 
but also it literally it worked, one of the though. episodes like we finished those effects five minutes before netflix put it up there and it had a really and nice even like people who watched it right off the bat like you didn't see all of it because we weren't finished with it yet like uh it's i mean it's also been talked about but just an excellent use of characters and music that it's gonna be hard to top it i don't even say revitalize i think literally gave kate bush a new career literally um i already i mean i love that song already so same because i'm old and the and i didn't know going in either that every episode was movie length yeah insane and the production values on every episode was like this is a movie and i've seen people complain that some episodes like dragged i didn't feel that i didn't either i was invested in every story they were telling us i, I watched through the entire thing front to back twice maybe you could say that of the first episode but i found it to be like the whole point of Stranger Things is this 80s throwback vibe. And I just got the fun, almost comedy sense in that first episode of like, I'm just enjoying hanging out with these kids and like what's right. going on. Oh my God, that cheerleader just got bent up into a crumpled ball. Yep. Like, and again, fantastic. I'd also say this was the most graphic season. Of oh, Stranger absolutely. Things. I wasn't expecting that. And the dude getting ripped in half. Like, and, like holy shit. I mean, look, I spoiled it, but like, look, it's been out for. You've, the this is, this, you can't, you can't get away with this one. Half killing Max, because I mean, she's still technically alive, I guess. But to literally, like the first when her arm bent, was like I actually sat up in my off my couch on the edge of my seat and cried out like no, like what? And when I, the douchebag jock stepped on the fucking table, was like no, yeah, dude, like I I hated. Max. And I was like Lucas, she, sing. I don't know, sing the song to her. I don't know, man, just do I, something. I thought she he would, but I'm actually glad they didn't because even like. At the end, where she's like going inside her mind, she's like, "Hey, you hear?" And then you're not seeing anything. It's like that makes it worse. <laughs> and then too, to to kind of see the our heroes kind of win, but they don't because like Max and like I want to give credit. I didn't look at the actor's name, but Lucas, it got me to cry, dude. Like, it watching actually, him and his sister up. cry over Max, and I was like, <laughs> "This is like I don't, I don't." But it, also that, that they, character and Dustin, I don't want to see them cry. They're happy. They're happy characters. They've been happy through the whole thing. But also watching them kind of lose of like the rift of the upside down tearing through the city and that being kind of our ending was like, I was also now I'm like, I can't wait for the next season of this. Like, what, what a great, what is going on? What is going to happen? I I love a good, bad ending. That was a good, bad ending. The only thing I don't like is I don't want number one, right. To overall be the main villain. I still want the mind flare to be maybe like puppeting, like not puppeting him, but like, I'll let you do your thing. Right. There's like, a main boss. Number one thinks he's in control. Is like, no, I mean, sure. I feel you, Joanne. So yeah, that was Stranger Things is my number two. That That's show. Cool. That's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to take that over from you. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. I really enjoyed the season of Stranger Things. So what was your five? Look, an honorable mention, I got to call it to She-Hulk. I've been She-Hulk in one night. Cool. I ended up really enjoying it. I don't have a problem with fourth wall breaks or madness. And I also thought like everyone that they did was like funny. Right. Even down to like the title sometimes changing. I'm like, ha, huh, that's funny that you, okay. That is one thing I did like. I'm in. And even every episode would start and I'd kind of be like, I don't know if I want to like this. And by 10 minutes in, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Do credit to Tatiana. We'll just say Tatiana. Yeah. Part of it, I think, is based on like, I fucking found her incredibly charming. She's very charismatic. As Jen and She-Hulk. She, she saved the show for sure. Down to the episode where she's not getting texted back from the date. Oh, yeah. I was legit with her. I'm like, that mother, even though I kind of knew, like, yeah. <laughs> he was up to some shady shit. It was like, that motherfucker. Like, I felt bad for her. It's like, Jen, girl, you don't, you don't need that man. You're fine. Exactly. I'll go out with you. I'll date She-Hulk. It's fine. You can, <laughs> you can bench press me. I'm cool with it. Let's go with it. <laughs> but my, uh, okay, so my number actual five is a anime oh. that I have not completed yet. Did it get neck beardy in here? And I just chainsaw, man. I look, I'm enjoying it. I've delved into the discourse of why people hate it or oh, I don't know. Or like it or not. One, I like gory anime. Well, this isn't like grotesque gore. Gives this me is, the action. This is one I haven't watched. And and it's not well for it, us, it's not it's being done. recommended to me a lot. Because Crunchyroll, I think we're we're three episodes behind. I know but, the entire intro. I watched the intro and it's all movie references. It was cool. And every ending credit scene is different and it's yes. different they actually bring in a different director to do every ending credits that's that's a nice scene and it nice has touch. a different song as well but the actual episodes 
It's done by Mappa, who is Dora Dora Hidoro. Thank you, because that wasn't going to come out. That's uh, um, from Start Your Quest. It's Nikki's, one of her favorites. But they also are the studio who took over the back half of Attack on Titan, which also know people have issues with. I don't. I, I think both are good. Um, Kanye West certainly doesn't but have their The animation in this is fucking nuts. I don't yeah. just mean the action. The action is fluid and clear. You can tell, like, you learned some stuff doing Attack on Titan. But many many scenes, of my friends really like this. The quiet scenes and the character beats in between, the level of like realistic detail. I'm just like, God damn, like you didn't have to go through all this effort. And like they let shots that in an anime stand up to me even more because like I know you're drawing this. It's like, why are you letting the camera linger here? Like in a movie that would make sense, let this character breathe, but like you don't see this in anime. And even the the tropes that it plays, because it does look, it's got fucking fan service. Yes. But somehow they do it in a way where it's self-aware enough where it's not in your face and gross. It's just like, okay, I mean, yeah, it's anime. You got to do that. Like the main character really wants to touch tits. He's never held any. That's like a moving. <laughs> that's like a story arc for episodes two and three is really wants to grab this girl's tits. Nice. And I couldn't help but like, they know it's funny. They just lean into the fact that it's funny. And somehow they write it in a humorous way to where like, I was laughing like this is, this is dumb and I'm laughing at it. And then. You get a chainsaw fight. I highly recommend it. Even if you don't like the content, if you just want to see some amazing animation. Cool. Chainsaw Man. I'm glad uh, I'm glad to hear more good things about that one because it does look promising. So my number four is Wednesday. It's very it easily could have went the route of like a Sabrina kind of show. Uh, this was a surprise for you, right? It definitely was a big surprise for me because I thought I was going to hate it. Um, I actually really liked it. It had an amazing usage of um, Nothing Else Matters. It was like a, a strings cover of it. I was like, That's cool. The only thing that I faulted for is that CGI monsters were like the Scooby-Doo movie from like 2000. The second one? Both, or the first oh, one. Both They're both bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it was Fun just, fact, written by James Gunn. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so that, but it, it knew... That it wasn't great. So it doesn't try to make it look crazy. It makes it look comic booky and like I've, pretty good. I've had it recommended to me. It was a show that I was interested in because, like, oh, it's Tim Burton, even though I didn't. Did he direct it or is he just producing? Uh, he, it was like one of those deals. I think he did like a couple episodes and other people did other episodes. Even though I haven't liked any of Tim Burton's output probably in the last decade. But, you know, him taking on Adam's family, like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. Um, the Adams family take a back seat. It's it's really it is oh, and, Wednesday, and, and as it should be. I I definitely get that. And to be honest, if you're going to pick a character out of that, like that's the one yeah. you can. And uh, Christina Ritchie was great part of it. And seeing just screenshots of Jenna Ortega, I'm like, you also a big year for Jenna Ortega. And she's also in Scream Five, and she's also in X. She's also in something else that's on my list. All right, so that was your number four. Four. Okay. <laughs> My number four, also an anime. Great. Uh, Attack on Titan season three, part two, which I thought was the end of it all. As Nemo knows, Attack on Titan is my, I don't care if it's hip to say this, fuck it. It's my favorite anime because it doesn't have all the anime tropes. I find it to be a genuinely intriguing story. And again, the animation. It's pretty baller and it constantly surprises me and makes me feel things. And I mean, every anime characters can die easily. That's one thing I love about anime is like, they're not sacred about their characters, but this final season specifically too, of taking our main protagonist and suddenly like, now he's kind of a bad guy, almost like a Walter White of breaking bad. It's like, I didn't expect that. I was like, huh? Yeah. Are you, are you the bad guy now, Aaron? Yeah. Even though it was like, I kind of know why he's doing it, but, it's really neat, and also the allusions to like are these Nazis and Jews. Yeah. Uh, uh, so for me, Attack on Titan started when I was halfway through high school. Season two. It is weird to think that it's been a decade. Uh, season two didn't happen until I was halfway through college, so I just don't care. Which also, I found out that's why Mappa took it over because the other studio, like, they just took so long. They're like, we can't, we can't wait five years between seasons. Yeah, I, I was good. That's all I have to say about it. it okay. I like it a lot. It's cool. <laughs> uh, you should go back to it. 
<laughs> Three for me was Peacemaker. Peacemaker is my number one show of the year. Uh, James Gunn set up to make a title sequence you wouldn't skip in Goddamn. He was, he I did, did not skip it. In fact, sometimes I would just rewatch it. Song's and good. I went and fucking downloaded the song. It's a weird ass song that came out a lot recenter than I thought it would. Yeah, I thought in here he's like, oh, this is some 80s thing. It's like, some, nope. No, it's even more underground. Uh, uh, so again, credit to James Gunn's like, your musical taste and ability to put music to things. Yeah, he may he may be the best. Also, make me like John Cena. That's the other thing <laughs> I'll point out too is like I don't have anything against John Cena. He's been in other stuff. I'm like, he's charming and for like Fred the movie. Is he in a movie called Fred the movie? He's Fred's dad. Well, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> kind of like The Rock. Both of them are wrestlers who actually turned out like, oh, you have acting ability and you have screen presence. You're not just muscle yeah. guy. Every character was likable, but originally I'm like from watching the suicide squad. I'm like, this is the last character I would have picked same to make a show out of. I would have, by the end of episode one, I'm like, never mind. I'm into this. Yeah. Yep. Each would have been the easy choice. Like an actress like, well, I want to follow blood sport. Like, and now I'm like, no, I actually want more peacemaker. And I even, I love too that peacemaker, the show did. I mean, it even episode one opens with a previously on the suicide squad. It's straight up. Just like, yep. This is also just following that. The, uh, the audacity to make your main enemy, the Grand Dragon. <laughs> Which turns out to be, I had to look it up. It is comic book character. I mean, it isn't quite that is like that. That is very surprising, but also hilarious. And this captures what James Gunn is great at of one doing crazy violence, doing goofy, gross out comedy, and somehow also like telling a story with heart and making you care about these characters. I mean, yeah. this is what Guardians was. So I'm not saying this is a microcosm, but I think Peacemaker is the best like an r-rated guardians it, to be fair and that's it's like man if if he could i mean there's still some uh, some parts of peacemaker i was like are these these characters feel like they're from the boys <laughs> sometimes it, it did remind me of the boys and you know being comic book violent stuff and it gave me a couple good gore things uh and it's not like it's not perfect like the star not starfish the butterfly enemies in this right. it's like so it's like Star Wars and the Starfish. Yeah, it seems like the Suicide Squad always has to fight zombies. But again, he made it to where like I just didn't care, and I've actually rewatched that whole series three times this year. Nice. Like, it was kind of like my. It was when I was depressed. Comfort. I was just like, you know what? Let me watch the Peacemaker. Comfort. No, really, it is. That is a good comfort show. And goddamn, if I did not care about Eagly when Grand Dragon <laughs> yeah. fucking hit Eagly, I was like, kill that motherfucker right now, dude. And Eagly better be alive. That, you know what? Yeah, it's a solid number three for me. I really liked it. Uh, so my number three is The Boys, season three. Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's fly. DJ spinning, I said my, my. That one didn't make my list, but it's in my honorable mentions. I did enjoy it. Soldier Boy is awesome. I, I really enjoyed the series of The Boys in general. I do too. And I do feel like season three, honestly, was the best. Nothing ever dragged. We got a lot of more insight to every character. And Soldier Boy what turned out to be very, very intriguing addition i want more of him and i was kind of glad that he didn't die i was like great so Same. this is gonna come back and again homelander continues to be this villain that you love to hate but also like the scene where they had him pinned down gonna kill him i was even like not not now not yet what? Yeah, no, 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 no. i'm not ready for this to where he escaped i was like yes even though part of me was like oh, no yeah the only thing that the only thing i didn't like in the entire i really didn't need a close-up shot of a urethra that was funny. But to be fair, funny. And what a way to start what your a, season. What a hell of an opening. It's true opening. What a hell of an opening. <laughs> this, And I do think this season, too, leaned way more into social commentary. Definitely. In a really crazy, well-done way. It never, kind of like South Park, never really picking a side. Just being like, look, both sides are kind of yeah, all over the place. Um, the the only thing I didn't like about the entire thing was um the final episode with Starlight CGI just did not look good. I was like, you can, you guys can do better than this. I have to go back and rewatch. It, it just didn't. It, it looked to CW level. And to be fair, in my memory now too, like I, I know what you're talking about. I think I was also just caught up in Maeve's fight with Homelander, and genuinely also being like, it, the boys is one of those shows, kind of like a James Gunn. 
they should get James Gunn to come direct an episode of The Boys. That'd be fun. Uh, it is one where like characters are not spare. Like anything can happen for yeah. the most part. Like we know Butcher and Homelander are gonna be there to the end. But I was legit like, is Homelander gonna kill Maeve? Yeah, and it's like the entire time is like Frenchie, first one did he? I mean, Frenchie gonna die? <laughs> he killed Black Nor, and I didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, I thought something would happen, but I didn't expect. Like, oh, slightly yeah. disappointing, hilarious outcome. I was a little disappointed in. I wanted more it's from Black Nor. He's like Jesus Christ, the Lord. But the reveal that he sees these cartoons was great, hilarious. But also they so took sad. The, <laughs> they took the Terminator aspect of them and really diminished it. So that was a bummer. But it is like you said, it's there's a give and a take where it's like, cool. Like I'm with it. So yeah, my my number three. The boys. The boys, season three. My two was Prehistoric Planet with David Attenborough, the documentary on Apple Plus. Is their story. Oh, Apple Plus getting a shout out. Yeah. Uh, amazing. They took John Favreau's fetish Lion King project, took that, demo. took that technology, made it into a dinosaur documentary that shows dinosaurs as animals, not fighting, not killing, not dying. Not a monster movie. It starts off the first episode with a T-Rex sleeping. Now, do they have an Attenborough <laughs> Yeah, this. yeah, it's it's Attenborough. I, I said it as a joke, but yeah, it, <laughs> it it could very well be his final one. He is like ninety six years old, or it could be an AI of Attenborough. We don't know. <laughs> well, uh, they do behind the scenes at the end of each episode, and he's in a museum talking about what they're talking about. Like, oh, all right, well, never mind. Insane. Uh, also, it could still be an AI. <laughs> it could be, but uh, yeah, you get all this like you get then a great mixture of real science, speculative science, and just story. You see all these, all the baby dinosaurs, baby animals, baby Yoda, all this shit. This is the first thing to give you the ugliest baby you've ever seen. The Triceratops baby. We were all like, ugh! Huh. (laughs) Because in the fossil records, it looks like it would look really bizarre. And Fair enough. And we were just like, oh, put that back in a cave. So this was... Dinosaur Island? Prehistoric Planet. Dinosaur Planet makes more sense. Kind of an unfortunate name. It's definitely the spiritual successor to Walking with Dinosaurs. Or they're going to say the planet Earth. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Uh, I will say a show that I missed, just to break it up before you go to your number one. Well, I, I have four um, runner-ups. Uh, so a show that I missed that I really want to watch and to, to tie in with the Apple Plus of it all is Severance. Uh, I've heard really great things. I like Adam Scott. Yeah, I've, I've heard I like good. what concept I've heard of this. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Do you, well, I got Apple Plus for free for a year, but the only thing I'm really interested to watch is Severance. And now right. I guess Dinosaur Earth Planet. You should definitely check it out. It's just for the the tech aspect alone. There's some shots in that that we legit could not tell if it was a puppet or CGI. <laughs> and that's that's always impressive. So my, uh, I have three runner-ups. It was House of the Dragon, mostly just because I was wildly surprised that it was actually good. It's and not you, great. And you enjoyed the time jumping of it. I did. Miss um, Marvel, very surprised because I wanted it to be horrible. I'm actually mad that it's not on my worst list. I can attest to this off-air. Numerous times he told me, as the show's airing, dude, it's surprisingly good this was it was a good episode again it's making me mad because even as some of the bad dialogue in it was actually kind of delivered well uh it plays um bon jovi it, as a fight song does it have you excited for the marvels no not at all um so I, then, I don't care about all that so i mean did it work then because that's the whole point yeah. of it right is to get you excited for that movie well i mean the avengers game that came out was so terrible and that character oh so it made you kamala khan was such an awful character I was like, this will be really funny to see as a show because it's going to bomb. And they're like, yeah, that game sucks. We're not going to do that. So she doesn't have the big stretchy hands, and which is I was really sad about. Probably because they know movie-wise they're going to bring Reed Richards in. It's like we can't yeah. have. I, want, I wanted to see these big disgusting hands because it's funny. I mean, the game, she literally starts off getting on Reddit. And I was like, that's what I want to see. I want to see this, this loser. I got as far into the game as Avengers Day before the attack happened. And I was <laughs> like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's it's. I wouldn't say it's a great show, but it's definitely surprising enough that I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then um, another, I do have another runner-up. Oh, okay, okay. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. That's one that I missed. I I I enjoy a good horror anthology. This year, I'm pretty sure I watched almost all of Tales from the Crypt because guess what? If you dig around on YouTube, they're all there. And Del Toro's great. Already, um, some of these are hit or miss, as an anthology series should be. Kind of like a sketch comedy show, like sometimes like, and, oh, that one's And, and not really, funny. he just kind of funded and approved them. He didn't really make them. No, but all the directors, too, that are involved are, well, if you're a nerd, you'll know who most of them are. Which is also cool. And they're all very kind of different stories. And, like and they all it. look I'm great. honestly surprised that Hideo Kojima didn't do something. There's a season two coming. So, I, well, he's also busy with Death Stranding, too. Still. <laughs> Um, UPS delivery 2.0. My final runner-up was Camp Cretaceous season five. Actually, really great. Now, is this the one that preceded Dominion, or did it come after? Technically, when this one ends, it's right after Fallen Kingdom. So this is Dotson getting the Barbasol can. It has like a little thing, a shot with him getting it. Yes, it doesn't exactly make a lot of sense, but I don't care. This will come into play later, folks. Just wait. Um, but a lot of the uh, character building and stuff really paid off with this one. It had a an LGBT character, two characters to come together in this one. I don't want to say which if people want to see it, because it's like one of those things like you kind of go either way. But a lot of people said they didn't feel that, like the connection or whatever, that it was random. But I feel like it's been building. And I was like, that's actually really nice. Do you feel like it was, again, some anti-woke warrior? Probably. Or, I, did, I did see a Christian Or a legit criticism of like, where you could see where some people could be like, I mean, maybe. I'd, it's a weird because it's one of those ones like, well, I mean, when you get like a bunch of characters together, people are going to start being like, oh, these would be nice together. We're here and all that kind of stuff. Very much like the Voltron show. I know I had a big problem with that. And uh, I guess I dropped off before that became a thing in Voltron. Well, that's, I want to well, finish that's, Voltron. That's more famously in their um, their fandom. I never watched Voltron, but there's a whole thing there. That's why... Um, Cartoon Network no longer does the outside visits from people. Oh. That, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole thing. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really well done, and they don't puss out with it. When it happens, it remains. Nice choice of words. But, but it's like it's not. So just it can't like, be can't be edited out for China. Literally, and uh, I was like, take that Marvel and Star Wars, take or Disney, take that Disney. And so I was like, that is very ballsy, and I was like, actually, really well done, really cool. I saw like a Christian mom on Facebook made this massive post about it, which is really funny. It was really well done to the point that I was like kind of sad that it's over. And this was your number one runner up runner up. Yeah. So, uh, and also um, shout out again, big year for Jenna Ortega. She's the, one of the main voice actresses for Brooklyn. Huh. And uh, I guess her agent is crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my number one was primal season two. Where does that air? Cartoon Network. Oh, right. Sorry. HBO. Every time you uh, say Adult Primal, Swim. for whatever reason, I think of Prime Evil oh, from yeah. the BBC. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's on an infinite hiatus. Um, no, Primal. Uh, this is uh, Gindy Tartakovsky's Primal. A name I'll never say properly. Um, this might be one of the best stories ever told. And this is it, right? It has. I mean, a- without going to spoilers, but it seems, I feel like news came that like, this it, was the end. It has, um, I don't know, it's a little open-ended. There's some stuff we could talk about if you want to watch this show, because I have a feeling of some stuff that could go down. Well, to be fair, the way that animation's being treated at Warner Brothers probably is the end. Very, very good point. And but, also, so I've seen a little bit of it, and I do really, really like it. I just haven't finished it yet. This is essentially a silent film the entire way through. But I would also say, I, I, I echo Nemo's statements get on it, watch it. Because again, at this point, we have no idea if next week it could just be gone. Primal one is available on Blu-ray. And I think Primal two is going to get printed as well. And I I will also, as an old man who loves his physical media, tell you (laughs) if you dig it, then definitely pick that shit up right quick. Because again, it's very unclear how much of this stuff is going to get printed anymore. And you know what? It shows them that people still want to own stuff. It's not number one. All right. Yours was Peacemaker. And I was Peacemaker. 
I've never rooted for a hero with a toilet bowl on his head harder than I did. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to part one of our year in review for 2022. Next time, join us for our movie choices of the year and have a very happy new year.